Kath Marchbank, great to catch up with you here at Crufts 2018, the Scottish Terrier Emergency Care Scheme. Tell me about that. It was uh, set up over 40 years ago, primarily to help Scottish Terriers in need. So our charity not only rehomes dogs, but if somebody owns a Scotty and they can't um, afford a medical treatment for it, medical bill, then they can approach the charity and ask for help. Last year we helped a dog which needed a cataract operation, which cost thousands of pounds, so we were able to help that little dog. Ongoing, there's a few dogs with diabetic issues and skin problems, which we help regularly with the, with the bills. Most owners can afford uh, insulin treatment, but it's all the blood tests and things that cost a lot more. So, we, you know, we can help. That's what we raised all the funds for within the charity. And I guess it comes back to a fundamental point, um, Kath, about people making informed choices when they when they obtain a dog and understanding what it involves to look after it. Oh, most, most certainly. A lot of people, they buy a Scotty thinking it's a cute little dog that can run up and down a pavement, not realising it's a working breed, that it is a true terrier. And people find, they buy them as puppies, give them a lovely home, but find they can't get on with the dog. So they realise and then ask for for our help. Sometimes we can just give advice and the dog can stay in its home, but a lot of the times people say, you know, this breed's not for us, and hence that's why we do help 80 dogs each year. Now, you say 80 dogs each year, I was going to ask you what the size size of the problem was. And uh, when you've uh, sort of taken these dogs in and and you're, you're caring for them, you then presumably have to rehome them? Yes, we do. Luckily, we do have a large waiting list of people waiting to take on a Scotty because they are an iconic breed. Once you've owned a Scotty, they're in your blood and you do want another one. So it's good that people are coming back when when their dog's passed away and wanting a dog. So, you know, it's good that we've got that waiting list. Um, But people, as I say, going back to the original problem, people not understanding the breed, not doing enough research. Uh, Hence, that's why they do come in. That's one of the main reasons why the dogs come in looking for a new home. I'm just sorting these They're out a bit. Of a... You've got a pen full of them here and they're playing away and having great fun. They're, they're a characterful dog, oh, aren't they, they? They certainly are. They sound like they're fighting, but they are actually playing there. There's two young dogs, uh, one at eight-month-old and, uh, and one at six-month-old, just having a good play fight there. <laughs> now, the work that you do, um, let's be candid about it, costs money and time. Uh, you rely, obviously, I suspect, on volunteers. But, I mean, what sort of cost uh, does it, uh, you know, what, what are the costs involved in running your care scheme? Each year we spend a, an average of £55,000 on vet's fees because if a dog comes in with a problem, the dog's uninsurable because uh, it's a pre-existing condition and most people, they wouldn't touch a dog, you know, if it's got an ongoing issue, then they'll say we can care for the dog but we can't afford that medication. So if a dog has an issue when it comes in, we actually fund that medical treatment for the dog for the rest of its life. So hence the bills are you know, around that £55,000 mark. And in terms of volunteers, I, I suspect that you have an army of people uh, helping you. We certainly do. And it's without, the, you know, we couldn't run this charity without the volunteers. It's Everything's done voluntary. We have uh, rehoming officers throughout the country. Who People, when they want a dog, they'll apply to that officer We'll chat to the people, make sure it is the breed that they want. We'll carry out, then carry out home checks. We have um, helpers who, if they live locally, they'll go and pick, uh, go out and do the home check. So it's all that help, which you know, which we couldn't manage without. Now, Kath, what about you? How did you get involved with this scheme? Oh gosh, it's over 15 years ago now. Uh, just through the love of dogs and through the love of the breed of Scotties, uh, I've had Scotties for over 30 years. 
and I just thought it's something that I can do to give back because I took on a few rescues. I was so pleased, you know, the, 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 you know, they just brought so much joy to my life, and I thought I want to give something back to the rescue. So I've been on board with the rescue now for the past 15 years, and I love every minute of it. I must be mad. <laughs> what is it about uh, about Scotties? Because as we said, they're very characterful. But what, what's their temperament? Temperament, uh, very stubborn, very willful. Uh, not, a, not a dog for a first-time owner, but once you've got that character and you love it, then it's, there's no other dog for you. They are a big dog in a little dog's body. Now, Crufts is a great place uh, to, for people to come and find out uh, about the different breeds and get that sort of level of information. Discover Dogs is here at Crufts as well, but it's it's really important, isn't it, Kath, that people make informed choices. Come and talk to people like you, the experts in a breed, to understand what they're taking on. Definitely. Uh, I get lots of phone calls. Uh, just the other day I had some workmen in the house and he said, just listening to you on the phone, I've learnt so much about dogs in general uh, because... I don't want to sound big-headed. There's lots of people who, is all the breeders, they, they're into that breed, they understand the breed, so it's important that people do speak to somebody who knows a lot about that type of dog. So, you know, because the Scotties are so stubborn and willful, sometimes the, you know, the, the treat training, they, 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 they'll do it for a first minute, and then it's like, oh, this is good, and then you can, you've got to be very careful, you can end up rewarding bad behaviour in a Scotty by giving the, you know, giving the little treats out. You know, if it, what they are so good at, Scotties, barking at big dogs as they pass by on the lead. Because it's such a good guard dog, they're a protector. So they do sound like they want to kill a dog. And if you've got a Scotty behind a door and there's somebody knocking on the door, parcel delivery man, they think you've got a big Rottweiler. <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, about 80 dogs a year uh, that come under your scheme. What's the situation at the moment? Are you looking for homes or are, have you got vacancies, as it were? Uh, we're, we're always looking for homes because sometimes we think we've got a lot of people waiting on the waiting list and then we get a dog in which we think matches the person. We then ring the person and we find then that they've been out and took on another rescue or bought a puppy. So we're always in contact looking for homes, but most importantly, we are looking for dogs to help. So if anybody knows of a Scotty that's needing help, even though they might not want to rehome the dog, you know, we are there, as I say, with the medical treatment and the backup and just giving help and advice in general. And if anybody wants more information, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, if they do all the W's and stecks.net, that's S-T-E-C-S dot net. Fantastic, Kath. Great to catch up with you all the way from Preston down to the NEC here at, uh, at Crufts, day two. And uh, good luck with, uh, with rescuing and helping Scottish Terriers. Thank you very much, Steve.